Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. It's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check us out on Five Reasons YouTube before floor, an hour before every game. Post up five hours as soon as the game ends. Plenty of content during the week on all the South Florida teams, including the Heat. So make sure that you subscribe. Just go to YouTube, type in Five Reasons Sports, hit subscribe. It's free and you'll get everything. It's also free over at FiveReasonsSports.com. The latest takeaways from Brady and again, coverage of the other sports with the only major South Florida sports site that does not have a paywall. We will be introducing something soon though to some special followers of five on the floor. So keep it posted. We're going to give some exclusive access on a subscription basis. And that's going to be starting up on March 1st. It's going to be really easy. It's going to be inexpensive. And it's going to be a lot of additional creative, cool content. If you happen to be a follower of three yards per carry and you subscribe to only fins, going to be somewhat in that vein not exactly the same but i know that people have really enjoyed that they're up near a thousand subscribers so we're going to try to do something similar here over at five on the floor also something you want to sign up for nordvpn go to nordvpn.com 5rsn that's our product code so it's again it's nordvpn.com backslash i'm sorry 5rsn and this is for internet security internet uh, they will encrypt your internet traffic and hide your ip and virtual location. They help protect you against bandwidth throttling from internet providers where ISPs slow down your internet to get you to upgrade. You certainly don't want that. They'll also give you additional access outside the country, things like Netflix, Disney Plus, and YouTube Premium. Unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking or personal data. So check it out at nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN. That's nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN. Get a discount on your plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift at checkout, plus the 30-day money-back guarantee. So it's nordvpn.com backslash 5RSN for your internet security needs. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor, back from a little mini vacation. Thanks to Greg, Alex, Brady, and everybody else for holding it down for the past couple days. But we are in the home stretch, so no more days off for me. Just like our friend Jose Pineda, who just called his like 2700th game. Make sure you check out our latest episode with him. He actually ran into Alan Houston at MSG and mentioned to him again that he walked on his infamous basket, uh, which is something that Jose has been telling him in person for years, but he did it again. All right. The floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I got Alex Lito. You can follow him 
at Tropical Blanket. We're going to talk about this closing stretch because the Heat are coming into this on a good note. Bam Adebayo is playing at a very high level. Kyle Lowry will miss the game for personal reasons against the Bulls on Monday, but the Heat are in first place, a game clear of the Bulls, plus a tie break as they come in right now. Of course, the Nets and the Sixers have main changes, but the Heat are in very good position right now. But also, we've been saying something all year that this would be the soft part of the schedule. And as Alex and I were looking at before this episode, it is not. It is not. There are a lot of home games, Alex. But the opponents are really good, especially starting with the next four and six of the next seven, right? Yep. So, I mean, everybody knows about the stretch that they've got coming up right now. you got the Bulls tomorrow. you got the Bucks after that. Then you got Brooklyn, who obviously isn't completely healthy, missing KD and Simmons. you got the Sixers after that. You got the Cavs, the Suns, like there's a lot of, you got the Sixers again, the Warriors. I'm just looking, you know, going down and it's a lot more of those type of teams than the Rockets and the Pistons of the world. Right. And then I was looking at the Tankathon remaining schedule strength page, shout out to them and their site. According to this, they've got the eighth toughest strength of schedule remaining by uh, win percentage. So that was surprising to me because I had a feeling it would trend that way. Because I think we've all thought about this part of the schedule, like uh, March and going forward, that it would be when things got softer. But really, it's just a lot of home games. And it's a lot of home games, which is good. I think they'll be able to kind of uh, get going there and, and and really take advantage. But as far as the actual team, it's pretty tough. Well, didn't, didn't but the, the easy part passed, y'all. That was at San Antonio, at Charlotte, at Washington, at New Orleans, Brooklyn. They lost to Dallas and then, you know, they obviously just take care of business against Charlotte, New York and San Antonio. So I feel like we have to balance the fact that, yeah, there's some tough games remaining with some some duds mixed in there, but they did what they needed to do uh, in the portion of the schedule. I think, you know, we've talked about this all year. We kind of just got through that, I feel like, more than anything. No, that's true. And and like I said, as we were going through it, we were saying you can't drop these games because it's going to get a little bit more challenging. I I just think that when we looked at the overall second half tilt, and it's hard to say second half of the All-Star break, it's literally like two-thirds to three-quarters of the way into the season. But what we were talking about was this idea that things would soften up and that the Heat had put themselves in good position before it did. They're still in good position, but they really didn't create any space with any of these other teams. I mean, some, I mean, with Brooklyn, yes. Some of that obviously is self-inflicted with Brooklyn, but you look at the rest of it. I mean, two and a half up on Philly. I don't know if that includes today's game where they beat the Knicks. I think it does, uh, where Embiid shot like 65 free throws. Uh, Cleveland is still kind of hanging in despite the injuries. They're three and a half back. Milwaukee, four back. You have created a little bit of space with the Bucks, which is positive. And Brooke Lopez isn't back. But Boston has been as hot as the Heat. So Boston has kept pace with the Heat. You look at Toronto, we don't consider them to be a threat for the Heat's positioning, but they've still been playing pretty well. And then, as we said, Brooklyn had the long, long losing streak. So, I mean, there still isn't a ton of wiggle room. I mean, one bad losing streak, and you could still drop to three or four here if one of these other teams gets hot. And so it is critical that they continue to play well and at least, I think, split this next stretch. As we look at the next seven or eight, and, of course, there are some – some benchmarks coming up, right? Uh, Victor Oladipo is coming back soon. Woj has reported that. I think our information fits with what George Sedano reported, which is that the likely return for Vic will be in the one soft game in this stretch, which is against Houston, one of his old teams at home. Okay, so 
we're anticipating seeing Victor Oladipo back in about what, roughly what a week and a half. Okay. Essentially. Um, Marky Morris traveling with the team. That's positive. Now Lowry's out, but we don't expect it to be a long-term thing. I don't know if it's related to what he missed before, which we know kind of what that was, uh, but we'll see what happens. And obviously, you know, he's got to take care of what he's got to take care of. Uh, and then, you know, they've gotten Deadman back. Martin's still dealing with, you know, kind of on and off with injuries and Jimmy and, and Tyler, you never know when they're going to end up an injury on an injury report. But I, I, I think right now, you know, again, pivoting back to Alex on this, I think they're well positioned in the sense that some things that they wanted to get worked out have worked themselves out, starting with, again, Vic is still on track. Bam has been, you know, blistering lately. Okay. Playing probably at the highest level from a two-way perspective in his entire heat career. And Tyler has slid right back in now looks refreshed and energized off the bench. So I, I do feel like you're, you're as, you're, you're in the best possible shape you could be for this stretch. And now we're going to see where they are. Yep. And I think this is why I feel like March is almost always one of the most exciting times for heat fans when you're talking about the regular season. And it's, I don't know. I don't know. It always kind of just um, turns out that way. And, and like we were talking about before this season specifically, it's going to be just a lot of home games and, you know, I think they they can be even better at home than they have been so far. And I think it's going to be an opportunity for them to really look at themselves versus other uh, contenders. And we've already seen them versus these contenders, but it's like in a kind of a lot of them in a short stretch. So it's going to be a little bit of a marathon. It's almost like their own in-season tournament, <laughs> right? Because they got to play all these teams in such little time. They're going to be uh, at some point throughout this stretch uh, coming up, they're going to be reintegrating Oladipo and possibly Marquise Morris after yep. thinking he might not have returned this season. Like there's a whole lot going on, but I think it's a good time to do this. It's like a little bit of a warm up for the playoffs. And the fact that you're doing it mostly at home, I think is good for them. Uh, I just, like you said, they're in a great position. And now that they have to do, you know, the only concern, like I said, is trying to reintegrate some of these guys while you're also trying to, you know, uh, shore up what you already have. But like I said, it's all at home. So they're already in the one seed. It's not like they're, they're trying to come up from, you know, a lower seed or anything like that. They're in a pretty luxurious position. But the, and here's the thing about it. Like you mentioned, integration to me is not as big a deal as your top four guys being healthy and playing at a high level. Like, like what, what they do around the margins. And I'm not saying that Oladipo is necessarily around the margins, but like they plugged for him all season, right? They haven't had him. Uh, you know, they have obviously Spolster is doing something different now where he's not necessarily giving 48 minutes to Robinson and Struess. Um, You know, when Duncan gets in foul trouble, it's not necessarily Struess lately. So that's a tweak that feels like it's prepping for Oladipo's insertion back into the rotation without losing Gabe Vincent from the rotation. We're now we're going to see Gabe Vincent as a starter against Chicago on Monday. Okay. And a game that he should be able to handle because Chicago still is not at full strength uh, in terms of their point guards and in the backcourt. So it, it does feel like Spolster has been kind of getting things ready here, Greg. And, and I want to get your thoughts on that. And then when we come back, I want to get to sort of a more philosophical point. And so think about this, Alex, is before we, we come back to it. During the big three era, there was a perception that it didn't really matter where the heat were seated because the one seeds, two of those years were not considered to be strong one seeds. It's kind of like when you get in the NCAA tournament, there's a one or a two seed and you're like, yeah, not really. Okay. Like, you know, they had a really good season. 
Yeah, well, right. There's somebody else further down in the bracket that is more dangerous. And one thing I want you to think about, but Greg, first I want to pivot back to, to you know, just talking about where they stand is are the Heat that one seed that's vulnerable this year? Because I feel like, uh, according to the national media, they are. It's like, well, the Heat, yeah, Chicago, yeah, but the Nets, look what they're going to be when they get healthy, or look what Philly is starting to become. So just some thoughts on that after the break. But before we do, Greg, just, I mean, the idea, again, that it does seem like Eris Volstra has been putting these pieces together now for this run and for putting Oladipo in, and maybe losing a couple of guys, not totally from the rotation, but maybe partly at least. Yeah, no, it was eyebrow raising that like there was the game where Duncan uh, went scoreless uh, against New York. Or I think, yeah, scoreless. And they didn't go to match truce. It was a lot of other guys that were stepping in. Um, and then, you know, you f- followed up with another quiet game, which he's gotten to. He doesn't hear the noise when they win, right? But Max Struess also didn't get a ton of minute, run, ton of run either. So, I think you're seeing Spolstra lean towards defense and seeing what those defensive heavy lineups look like. Trying to figure out if Gabe can shoot well enough to be considered that kind of threat because he has that two way potential. But back to your point, and then we can kind of close the loop here is that really this boils down to when Tyler is playing the way he looked, uh, you know, coming back. When Bam is scoring, is is dropping 36. I mean, just to put this in perspective, that was a season-high 36 points. He had three block shots. He was the first Heat player with 35 and three blocks since LeBron James did it back in 2014. So, I mean, like, that doesn't happen often. Um, and so One of them was Jimmy's own, so. It's about those guys, right? Exactly, that's true. Um, so, it, it really, you're right. It's not as much about the margins, although that's the stuff we're watching because it's informative for playoff rotations, et cetera. It, it, to me, the most encouraging thing is seeing Bam and uh, Tyler, particularly, and Kyle in stretches, um, really start to look like they're picking up their play. All right, we're going to get to my next question here about one seeds. I want you guys to go back in your memory a little bit and think about kind of where the Heat were positioned when they were considered to be the dangerous juggernaut, so to speak. I'm not going to call them loomers. Uh, that everybody was afraid of, even if they weren't the one seed. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, Five Reasons Sports Network, another local sponsor, our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. You can check them out on Instagram by that same name, All Pro Construction Builders. You know that no matter what, what month it is, hurricane season is always around the corner in South Florida. You got to protect your home or business. Now is the time to do it. You don't want to do it in August, okay? It's too late at that point. So contact All Pro Construction Builders, they specialize in impact windows and doors for residential and commercial properties. Allbro Construction Builders is a state-certified licensed and insured general contractor. They service Miami-Dade and Monroe counties. They only use locally made products, American-made, and they're family-owned and operated. You'll only deal with the owner. That's our guy, Danny. You can reach out to him at 305-484-4429. That's 305-484-4429. Two nine. If you mention five reasons, you'll get a free estimate and a 10% discount. That's right. A free estimate and a 10% discount. So reach out to Danny at 305-484-4424. All right, let's get to it. I was going back and looking here. Um, the Heat were not the one seed the year that they won the championship with Shaq and Dwayne. They were the two seed behind Detroit. Okay. They were the one seed. A couple of times during Nick's heat series uh, or going back, there were at least once the, which we talked to Jose about the other day, the 99 season, which was a little bit weird because they were all, they only had, 
because it was a lockout shortened season. It was only 50 games. They were only, they only finished six games ahead of the Knicks who were the eight seed. There really wasn't much difference between those teams, to be honest. Uh, and the Knicks got, you know, they kind of got on a roll at that point. So, but they were the one seed. I think they were the one seed one other time during that stretch and didn't cash in. And, and we have seen, uh, and, and they may have been, were they the one seed in, in, in 05? I think they were yeah, right. Because yes, sure. they had home that, court exactly against, against Detroit. These are kinds of, so they had the one seed the one year they, 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 uh, they lost to the Pistons and they did not have the one seed in the year that they won. Then you go to the big three era. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember back to 11, 12, 13, and 14, I 14, they were not the one seed Indiana was, uh, they were the one seed, I believe in either 12 or 13, I think it was, and they were not the ones save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app, get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for four 99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or seven up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Seen in 11 because the Bulls were. So it was only once or twice. Have to be 13, right? The 27 game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, they won 66 games. So yes, they, the 27 game winning streak. So Price they were in 13. I think they were in 12 also. Although they were not. No, it was the, the Bulls. It was the Bulls because that was the year that D Rose first had that. that no, 11. That's 11. That's 11. Two, tw- 2011. No, because were- they, they played a healthy Chicago Bulls in 2011. That's what I mean. And that was but- when, they, when they beat the Bulls in five. Then the season after, the Bulls were the one seed and they, the, the six, they played the Sixers. And, That's right. Uh, with no D Rose. That's right. And so he were not the one seed in 2012. So I think it was only 2013. Okay, so one out of four years, they were the one seed. That's, does that sound right, right to you, Greg? I know they weren't in 14 because they, 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 they were – there was I mean, a lot of conversation about that in the second half of the season. I'm feverishly scrolling to try to get there. Hang, hang tight. Um, well, while because- you do, check out prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-B-E. Get your initial deposit matched. You put that $100. They'll give you $100 to play with. You don't need to play it all at once. We had a bunch of signups over the weekend with the NBA – coming back. So make sure you check it out. They've got some very favorable props on Jimmy lately. Um, and also on Tyler, look at the Tyler hero points props. Uh, I don't think they've caught on that Tyler's feeling good right now. You may want to play those go to prizepix.com, use code five F I V E. You get your initial deposit matched. You play the power play, the flex play or anything else. I'm giving you as much time as you need here, Greg. Have you found no, it? No. So Alex is correct. They were the two seed the first okay. year, Chicago. The second seed was a lockout shortened season, which they also finished two seed to Chicago. Okay. Um, and then 66 wins, obviously. And then the last year, they won 54 games, which was second to Indiana's 56 and 26. So they went into that Eastern Conference series without home court, that Eastern Conference finals, mm-hmm. and ended up winning it uh, in short order. So Alex is right. Alex is right. Let's put that. To that point, those years, I'm sure, Greg, you were on the side of saying it doesn't matter. 100%. But it matters now. I don't know that you can do that. So, oh, I can. I'll tell you all. I'll tell you why, but I'm going to let you go. go. I mean, let's ask this. Okay. If you're a Sixers fan, right? Which I I hate to put either of you in that position. If you're, (laughs) this was on video right now. Well, we could throw this on the. We could throw this on the YouTube channel like this. You would, uh, you would see the way the two of them are looking at me. If you were a Sixers fan, okay, and you would be saying, all right, 
They're the one seed. We have the two best players in the series. That, that's what I'm not necessarily saying I agree, but Sixer fans can make the case that they have the two most accomplished uh, individual players in the series. Obviously, Lowry has a ring. Uh, I know what we think of Bam and Jimmy, et cetera. But, but Sixers fans could make a case, and they put a very good team around. I mean, I, we all like Tyrese Maxey, I think, and I regret maybe that the Heat didn't go the Kentucky route. Uh, Ty Bull is a, is a good role player. I, I don't know that he's necessarily more than that at this stage. And Tobias Lita. Harris has been, you know, has been a competent scorer in the NBA, although it didn't look like it today. I mean, if you're a Sixer fan, Greg, and then I'll go to Alex on the Nets. Can, can you can you make the case that we're not really scared of the Heat as a one seed? They should be feeling good. I mean, if I was a Sixers fan and I just watched Embiid and Harden play uh, the last two games against Minnesota and New York, just um, I would I would be feeling good. I'd feel I feel like they got better. And I think Brooklyn will end up being better ultimately from that trade. That's a whole side note. Um, and I know you're going to go through a few other teams, but I just want to make sure that I uh, clarify like where I'm at with flip-flopping on not caring about the one seed during the big three area, but caring about it now. This is the type of team that is not the overwhelming favorite. They do not have the overwhelming amount of talent that allows you to be a two or three seed and say, we just want to be healthy going in. Although that's what I would have said if that's where they were positioned right now, because y'all know how I roll, but this is where, where I'm coming from. They need things to break right. And one of those things to break right is getting the one seed. Like, I feel like there's these certain little benchmarks, one of them being that um, maybe the path being a certain way. And I'm not saying that, oh, then, then they're, they're not a real championship team, but they have to have all these um, like qualifications to get through. But I do think that we should be looking at those things because of the fact that it's such a dogfight amongst the top of the conference. So to me, that's where getting a one seed now for this Miami Heat team is more important than it was for that really top heavy star studded group back in, you know, the big three era. Well, I feel Alex like, and then I'll go back to you on the Sixers and let you jump in on the Nets. I feel like the one seed hasn't mattered that much in recent years. I, I, I did this like little study a few years ago where I looked at it. I compared the NBA, MLB, NHL, you got to throw out because literally one hot goalie and it just changes the whole equation. Seven, eight seeds make it to the finals. Okay. But like an MLB, it could be a pitcher. I mean, it, it could be, it, it's just it, it, baseball's weird. Right. So really I was looking at NFL and NBA and in the NFL, didn't seem to matter this year, but typically the ones and twos, when they had the old biases, they would get through, okay? But even more so in the NBA, like you really have to go back. Like, like the Houston Rockets as a six seed won a championship, but there have been, and the Heat were a five seed and got to the finals, but, but usually it's the top two seeds, okay? They get through. But it hasn't seemed to matter that much lately. Like Utah got a one seed and everybody's like, that's a soft one seed, okay? Um, and I mentioned some of the ones during the big three era. So I understand Greg's point here that for the heat, it's significant. They need the extra home game. They play better at home. We know that they have some young players still on the team who I think who, you know, didn't have to go into road environments. Okay. During the bubble run. Right. So this would even, you know, even a guy like hero, uh, some others, they would probably Gabe Vincent would probably benefit from playing at home, but that's a different question, whether they need it or not of whether or not other teams would perceive them as being a soft one, right. Or other teams fans. Like if you're Philly or the nets and you have Durant or Harden or Embiid, you're feeling you're going to steal one of two in Miami, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. And I completely agree with everything Leif was saying there. Like it's definitely more important for these heat teams uh, to land the one seed 
And I mean, you know, like if they don't do it, it's not the biggest deal, but I just think it's definitely more of a priority. If you're already there, it's not like you have to uh, go into some, you know, unrealistic mode where you're playing your best guys too many minutes. They're not doing that. Like it's just kind of happened organically because they're that good with guys in and out as we know. So I think now holding on to that should be should be a priority when you look at this Eastern Conference compared to the Eastern Conference that we've had for as long as I've been an NBA fan. So let's say, you know, by this point, almost two decades. <laughs> so, like it's just never been this good for as long as I can remember where you've got really good teams, not only through the top, but it, then it goes down through like six, seven. And then you've got like pretty good teams that go down through 10. Like it's not only top heavy, but then you've got the the, the, the depth of teams too. And the, so the Heat, even though like they've got a lot of really good players, I wouldn't think of them as a soft one because we know how good they are as a two-way team. Other teams and other fans and probably other media members are probably going to look at this Heat team as a soft one. When you look at the other types of teams that you have in the Eastern Conference, like they're looking at it like, like yeah, we we would rather like, you know, play the Heat than play the, the Bucks or the Nets. And that's something that has just kind of been the, I feel the consensus for everybody else outside of Miami. So I think uh, the Heat keeping one should be important to them. I mean, I don't know how important it is to them. I think they're probably just confident no matter what, no matter what series they go into. But it's like, you already have it, right? And you have the tiebreaker versus the Bulls for now. So so I think, uh, you know, getting in now is probably, is probably a lot more important than it was back then. All right. I, I got one more question for you guys uh, after this, okay? I'm going to hold it for after. So you guys give me a quick answer. First thing that comes to your mind on this before we do do want to tell you about one more sponsor event you got to check it out it's at city cigar lounge they're down the street from ftx arena and they're having their grand anniversary mardi gras style on tuesday the first at six o'clock okay this is at 41 northwest second street in downtown miami i've mentioned city cigar lounge before they sponsor our victory lounge segment or excuse me our victory cigar segment here on five on the floor they got more than 350 different types of alcohol, cocktails, all that good stuff. They've also got more than 50 different types of premium cigars. They got music. They're going to have a great little food menu there as well. So check it out. It's at City Cigar Lounge. This is very close to FDX Arena, okay, on Tuesday. There's no home game Tuesday, but if you go to the home game Monday, go back downtown on Tuesday, okay, and check them out. They're at City Cigar Lounge. It's a nice, clean, comfortable environment. This is, don't think of this as your usual kind of cigar spot, okay? It's not, all right? You're going to go in feeling good. You're going to go out feeling good. It's not a hole in the wall. They, they really made this place look nice. Okay, so go to City Cigar Lounge down the street from FTX Arena and tell them five reasons sent you. All right. So there's no guarantee the Heat are going to get a one seed. And looking at the standings, I mean, there really are only, I don't know, four teams, maybe five with a shot. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't put – Brooklyn's not going to make a run to one, okay, jump all those teams. So you're really talking Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia. I, I would be stunned if Cleveland gets a one spot, but I mean, who knows? And Milwaukee. Okay. But I think we're really thinking Chicago, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. I, I don't know that Brooklyn at Boston, even as well as they played has enough material to jump all the way up to one of those teams, which is the one that you would not want the conference to have to go through Alex. Oh man. So, so that means, like, which one would I not want? Yeah, in other words, I mean, if the Heat aren't getting the one seed, like, what is the team that you're like, okay, in Eastern Conference Finals, I do not want to play a game seven there. Milwaukee. 
It's definitely Milwaukee. Because first of all, Philly, like, oh my God, that's that's game seven collapse in Philadelphia with Embiid, Doc, Harden. It actually seems very possible. So I'm not gonna say them. The Milwaukee stuff, like I just have a lot of respect for them. Even if they don't have Brooke Lopez, I still think that Bucks with with their guys and the matchup problems they present are gonna be the toughest one. So I think absolutely you want home court advantage over them. I still have just a ton of respect for them and, and like their defense hasn't been as stout this season. And we've talked about it plenty of times. You know, they 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 lost PJ, they let him walk to to the heat, and then Brooke hasn't been there. So they've got some things that you can go at if you're the heat. Obviously, you know, you're just a lot better built to go up against them, but I still would want the game seven versus Milwaukee. Like I think uh Philly made me think about it for a second. I'm not gonna lie, because like as much as I've said, uh this team has gotten better and I, I still w- would want to play the Sixers. They're a force. They're going to be a force to be reckoned oh, no. with for sure. He's getting scared of them. Alex, no. don't you start hedging no. on them damn Sixers. Give me, I, I still would rather play the Sixers than the Bucks or the Nets. I'm just saying like now they're absolutely a lot better than they were before. Guts I like intact. you saying I'd rather play the Sixers as opposed to I'd rather be. I'd rather be the Sixers, right? No, this oh, is so. This is where I come out on this. It, there's a there's two reasons why Milwaukee's the answer. One is you want the home game to not be in Milwaukee because that's a team that's just coming off of a championship, etc., etc., etc. Here's the other thing: if Milwaukee's the one seed, that means Miami's likely the two or the three. So you're also avoiding Milwaukee until the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So if we want any team up there, I think that it's strategic beyond just the home court game and that you're missing that team. Whereas like to, um, to not get Chicago to the conference finals. Who cares? Like bring those cats on in the second round. Like, so that that's the other part of it. Why it would be Milwaukee for me as well. Yeah. I don't think anybody fears playing this Chicago team in a game seven at the United center. I don't care how good DeRozan's been. And, and I, you know, I know that, you know, I, I, we have to give DeMar, I think, some benefit of the doubt that he's a different player now than he was in Toronto. And obviously, you know, he he's I mean, he's he's been elite this year. There's no question about it. I mean, it, it's it's almost kind of silly when we were talking about, will he take the minimum for Miami? And now you look back at it, you're like, yeah, OK. Uh, so, look, he, he's been tremendous, uh, but I, I don't look. I've been in that building numerous, numerous times. OK, Um and, and that, look, when they had Rose at his peak, okay, and that team with Noah and, and on that group, you know, that was a tough place to play in, okay? Miami struggled at times in that place. They still got it done with the big three, you know, with closing it out in game five and all the rest of this and screaming, you know, on their way to, you know, to the locker room after that flourish at the end, okay? Uh, this team is not as good as that Bulls team, I, I, I don't think. And whether we thought that Bulls team was fraudulent at the time or not, to a certain degree, they were well, really well constructed. Okay. And Derek Rose was a force in 10, 11. All right. So this is not that team. Um, and, and, and I also, that building doesn't get like the bucks building does. I, I, th- that whole city in Milwaukee is like when you win a championship, like that is a forever team, right? Like that is a forever, that's going to be a really tough place to win in the playoffs, right? It's going to be very difficult. Philadelphia is weird because everybody talks about how tough it is, but as they turn against their team so quickly, exactly. Right. And, and especially like, let's just give a scenario. Let's say that Philly goes up three, one in that series against the heat and the heat tie it up through six games. And doc is staring down the barrel of another three, one to collapse. And you've got James Harden who has come up small in so many of those game sevens. And you know, it's going to pull a hamstring 
you know, somewhere know you walking from the poetry. practice court. I, there, there's just a lot of things that can happen. I, I don't feel like Philly is that place. And Brooklyn, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen now because the Heat are eight games clear. That's a home game for Miami. I mean, literally, that's a home. There are no Nets fans in Brooklyn. The Nets fans are like overseas, okay? They, they're just buying the Durant jerseys. Those fans do not wow. exist. I No, I don't know if you saw the local television ratings, which a Denver – uh, report put out to show how poorly the Nuggets are kind of drawing eyeballs in, in Denver, which surprised me. And you look at where the Nets are. Like, first thing, the Heat are clear of local local TV ratings. They're clear of both the Lakers and the Knicks, okay? So no matter what ESPN thinks, nobody in those markets cares about those teams right now. The Nets are – they're like 28th in the league. There, there are no Nets fans, okay? Unless you can tell me who Mike Jaminski was, who played for the Nets briefly, as well as the Sixers – Okay, and uh, I don't know what other name could I come up with. I, I don't even think they know who Kerry Kittles is. All right, they have no the Nets fans do not exist. All right, anyway, thanks to our sponsors, All Pro Construction Builders, NordVPN.com backslash five RSN. Get that special promotion. PrizePicks.com. Use the code five and City Cigar Lounge. They're having a cool party coming up on Tuesday night. I might actually stop by there. I don't know if that's a draw or not a draw, but anyway, we'll be back Monday night. Heat Nets. Alex is on the injured list, okay? So it'll be me and likely Brady there. Have a good night, everybody. Eat bowls. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.